gotta find these damn kids. And this is, I think, what we need to uh, focus a lot of our energy on. Uh, not just we here on the podcast, but the listeners at home. 800,000 children a year go missing. Um, and the lib- liberal mainstream media will tell you that 99% of them are found, but that's lies. Uh, where are our kids? Juniper, where are our kids? I I don't know. We have to find them. We have to go to Colombia. We have to go to Central America. You have to go. I think you might be right. I think you might be yeah. right. Uh, Caleb, <laughs> Caleb, where are the kids? Where can we find the kids? I don't know, but I'd know who to ask, and that is a Utah-based psychic named Janet that might be very helpful for us. <laughs> oh, my God, Janet. Well, so glad that we have a journalist here who can uncover the secrets of Janet the psychic and the uh, Mormon guy with 35 kids who goes to South America to harass people. Miles, Mr. Klee of the Rolling Stone, how are you? Something must be done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, we did indeed watch the film. Yeah, we, we what, all watched it. What was freedom, it called? Sound of Freedom. Sound of sound Freedom. Of freedom. <laughs> I like I literally just watched it. You want to take that again, you, you bud? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. You don't, no, re- you don't remember the titular line drop? <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah. This movie, this movie has heavy, heavy, heavy heavy pacing issues um it is a mess from beginning to end yeah but- no my, my my main thing that i wanted to just get out straight away like we'll, we'll talk a lot about the film i think and a lot of the background but my my the main crime with this film is how boring it is it's very boring it's so boring <laughs> now to be fair to be fair to the film juniper and i watched it on a cam rip with uh advertisements <laughs> for an illegal gambling site for most of it which was uh, really funny because like it would be a really serious moment and like it would be overlaid over the movie with like slot machines. Oh, like you can gamble. So it was it was yeah, kind of like funny raiding the village up. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. actually it there's an overlay like at the very last shot where the little girl's like playing in bed and she's all dressed in white and the lights coming through the window and it's like play free slots at this slot machine website. <laughs> I, I like audibly laughed at that shit. And like right and, at the end there. Yeah, and the rip and the rip that we had had a uh, 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 cut-ins commercials and the audio was not normalized. <laughs> So you have it fucking cranked for the movie because it's too quiet. (laughs) And then they just come in with this loud ass slot machine uh, (laughs) advertisement. Yeah, I think I'm going to lose my hearing after yeah, after was, experiencing that. Yeah. It was brutal, yes. Um, <laughs> but we did watch Jim Caviezel, who directed and starred in... You guys um, did that to yourselves, for whatever that's <laughs> you, well, what did, Caleb, why don't you tell us what you did to yourself? <laughs> and, yeah. and Miles, let's be clear. Miles also, I, I yep, assume you I, also did the same thing. I wish I had done it your way. Um, Miles, my actually my experience was was pretty similar to yours. Um, so I did what I normally do when I go see a movie by myself, and that is I will take an edible in my car as soon as I park, go in, get uh, a little soda pop, and 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 watch. Um, however, I had, I had Twizzlers. Twizzlers, there you go. That's a, a Twizzlers classic. so hard. Um, I was expecting to be the only person there because it was a Monday matinee, and then it dawned on me who this movie was made for (laughs) and um, the first showing of the day. 
And my final head count was 36 people in there. I was, despite being in my mid thirties now, I uh, was the youngest person in there probably by about 30 years. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, lots of lots of uh, American flag patches and hats. Um, a lot of patriots were in control of the theater. Um, it, it was January 6th in the theater. Dude, it, it was, except for uh, like if it was like the senior discount of Denny's January 6th. Like it was so it, geriatric. The old lady who was holding the flag and didn't look like she knew where she was. Yes, yeah, it was, that was it, dude. So I made friends. Actually, that's really funny. When I was in line for my uh, my soda, this old lady in a walker cut me off. And um, uh, she didn't mean to. She just was like completely unaware because she was unsupervised. And then she don't know where she over. at. Yeah, she really didn't know. And then so her daughter came and got her. She apologized. It was fine. You know, her, her name was Cindy. Really nice was talking to her. And we were kind of walking to the theater Shout in the same Cindy. direction. Shout out to Cindy. And she was like <laughs> talking about uh, the movie. And, and I was just kind of curiously kind of chatting, but listening to her talk to her daughter more, to, more than that. And she was like talking. They were talking about QAnon openly and loudly, which was crazy. And like she was this is like a not a verbatim quote. I'm kind of paraphrasing. But she was like. Oh, what do they call it? He's based. And it was like, no way, dude. <laughs> dude straight up, this like 90-year-old woman called QAnon based. And this was like right when I started like to get high. And I was like, what the fuck am I in for? I get in there. Um, and then I'll, I'll just get into one quick thing. And then we'll, we'll talk about the movie. But I just thought like, just so you guys know what the like the electric atmosphere was like. That, uh, again, jumping ahead a little bit. When they uh, arrested that first kind of like pervert looking pedophile with a bowl cut and the John Lennon glasses. Oh yeah, like twenty minutes in. Or yeah, something. like yeah. The, it right in. Like as soon as like they kicked down the door and got him, everybody in the theater started fucking cheering like it was Star Wars. <laughs> and if you're like, uh, and if no, you're that's like, like the most exciting movie of all time they've ever seen. Like they don't, they don't see other movies. They don't go see the Spider Verse. They don't see, yeah. they don't see other movies. This is all they care they've about. They've never seen before. the end of Avengers when the Avengers yeah, no. assemble. <laughs> this is their version. Yeah. They've never seen Captain America wield Mjolnir, but they did see a pedophile get arrested at a diner, and that's basically which they the think same. is actually just a documentary. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they arrest, is, they arrest that guy twice just so that they can clap again. He was already yeah, under dude. arrest. They're yeah, playing so, this. What was that about? Because there's so yeah, many I was, I was wondering that too. They arrest yeah, him. The they fuck? set him Why up did with they do the that? sting. So this guy gets like unsupervised access to like everybody he arrests, and then like the child. After they free the child, they're just like, I don't know, you the fucking cop, you can have him. You know what I mean? Straight and also strange. the cop can just be like, I'm a pedophile. And the guy's yeah. like, you're <laughs> cool. not cool enough to you're not cool enough yeah. to be a pedophile. <laughs> so, so was it like a situation where they were like suspicious of him? Because I was under the impression that they had him dead. They had him dead to rest because he was on the dark person. net. And the, it said, he, uh, was uplo- the, he had uploaded child porn to the dark yeah. web. That's what they had. Yeah, heard. Like they like they had him on the charges FBI. for 30 years. You don't need to yeah. set up another sting operation just to get that guy. Like you can. Yeah, he was already behind bars. Like I don't. I genuinely don't get well, what that was. I think what it was, and I guess this is probably a good way we can just kind of stumble through the plot because Jesus Christ. But like, I think the idea was because remember he was sitting in his uh, car talking to his partners like we arrest these guys, but we don't actually save any kids, and that's why he was all fucked up about it. So he wanted to like set up the sting so he could rescue the kid from with the picture in the book or whatever it was. Yeah, oh, wait, but is you that just, where he got the? Yeah, but you could just lean on that guy 
Yeah. Say you're going to give him an agreement and then just dwelch on it once Listen, you get contact with the traffickers. There's no need to get another 12 <laughs> SWAT guys to swarm a diner. Well, that might be how it works in the Hollywood movies. But remember, this is a real story that actually happened. Oh, I'm happened. sorry. Yeah, yeah. We should, we should make allowances for the realism of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because this is... Because as we know, this is the real life story of real life hero Mark Ballard, who is a oh, Tim a, Ballard. Sorry, Tim Ballard. Tim yeah. Ballard whatever. <laughs> Not over. Oh yeah, Timoteo. She called just a different, like a generic white person named Timoteo. <laughs> yeah, Timoteo. Saint, that's right. Saint Timothy. Uh, he is, I assume, the pa- patron saint of white guys uh, who look like Bradley Cooper. Uh, yeah, I was I like, have to say, I was like, I oh say, shit, they got Bradley Cooper, and then I was like, oh shit, they got Rosario Dawson, but they didn't get either of those people, thankfully, for their careers. No, they got the I, guy from Passion of the Christ. They literally got Jesus Christ. They That's got not Jesus. good enough for people. So I've never seen that movie. I know it's Mel Gibson. I've never um, seen it either. Yeah, no, that was that was always like a movie that like my hyper religious like friends growing up like were kind of forced to watch by their like hyper religious parents. And I don't know that like that whole thing seemed weird to me. Um, so I, I don't really know anything about it other than it's like really graphic. It's really gnarly. Um, and Jim Caviezel was struck by lightning two separate times while filming it. And <laughs> Seriously? Like and, he never, yes. and he never yes. saw that as a sign. He never was like, <laughs> and he was never the same again. He's, he's completely pilled now. Yeah. And he's also a really boring actor, like for a lead in the, this kind of movie, like you got to get Jim, like what's his name? John Krasinski, like John Krasinski yeah. is made for this kind of role. Jim, like th- yeah. this is like, this is like, Jim, I will it, say like, uh, like also, also just like shout out to the, the big episode, uh, QAnon anonymous d- did on Jim Kavitzel a while back. It's all about how crazy he is. And it's really fucking funny because there's a ton of Hollywood gossip about how Kovitzel can't even really remember lines. You might notice in the movie they cut away from him often, like after just a few words, or he doesn't even say anything. And he's known for like he'll do when on his TV show Person of Interest. He was allegedly known for like he couldn't remember stuff, so he'd like stick a post-it note on the back of an extra's head so he could just read it off someone's head because he couldn't remember the line. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. So I think I feel I like that level of talent really projects through this performance because he is like he's doing he's doing basically one emotion the entire time and he can yeah hardly get the lines out like he's a real mumbler too he can't understand what the fuck he's saying most of it's the time it's so weird because he looks like not a movie star certainly but he looks like a tv detective star type of guy but yeah there is something that sort of like instantly repels any interest or care you might have for what's going on uh once yeah, like he starts he, he, to speak his like entire presence is like made for this type of movie like military or like like he's a spec ops type guy like oh he's like this military badass but he just he doesn't i don't know he doesn't provide he doesn't provide that. i have to i have to cape real quick for jim caviezel because he is the main character in terrence malick's return to filmmaking after like 20 some years absence the thin red line just like a meditation on the horrors of war which stars yeah. every actor in the world <laughs> It was like a movie that was like everyone wanted to work with Terrence Malick so bad that like every single Hollywood mainstream actor is in this fucking movie. And like many of them shot many scenes and then ended up with like one line in the movie. Like George Clooney shows up for about (laughs) 90 seconds. But it's like George Clooney, Sean Penn, Nick Nolte, all these fucking people. And Jim Caviezel is is the main guy and is very good 
and I was like, oh, I'm really excited to see what happens to this dude. And then he got struck by lightning twice, and he's not <laughs> in the same sense. <laughs> <laughs> and became, and that. became friends with Mel Gibson, don't forget. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's not worse than the lightning. Yeah. That seems, like to, that, that, that seems to be a big mistake on his part. You, you can, you can recover his... from lightning. <laughs> you can't become, yeah, you can't not recover from, from Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, no, Mel Gibson. totally different. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, with the, like, after that first bust, it kind of goes directly into, did, I, I forget, does he get the picture of... From the Ted, book, yeah. So he gets it from, from the, the pedophile book. book. Hey, hey yeah, guys, so, yeah, as someone yeah. who has not seen this movie, I have no clue what you guys are talking about. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so let me Should set the stage up. up. Yeah, bit. he goes, so he uh, busts the guy, then he get, gains his trust and was like, I'm secretly a pedophile too. Like, I'll make your charges get reduced or dropped or whatever. All you got to do is, like, you know, hook me up with your plug or whatever it was. And um, I don't quite understand what happened next. And then that's the next scene is when they're in the diner where he gets arrested twice. Yeah, I, th- I think between that scene, like it, it doesn't really do a good job of explaining it. But I think there was like a time lapse between that because it seems like the, the sting was ready. So he goes like he goes from being immediately. A, yeah, he goes from being like a Department of Homeland Security, like agent of some kind to being a border guard immediately after that and he's checking people's passports as they cross into mexico i think he's still still dhs and just there basically outside of his jurisdiction i mean that that scene is also totally invented like well i mean we need to remember too that all this shit is made up so like he just has he, he just has kind of like carte blanche as like a federal agent to like go do stuff you're not actually allowed to do like there was apparently one of these bo- like apparently there was some border bust where they saved this little boy but he wasn't anywhere near it and you can tell that because you know after after this original sting they set it up so that he's going to save the little boy that he um you know arranged to have delivered and he just happens to be at the right place at the right border crossing to spot the guy who has the kid that he recognizes from the picture and he's like oh yeah that's him let's get him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, so so the, one of the main things is like, oh, it's based on a true story. And, and you, in your article, Miles, you right away address that. Like, it's like, it kind, like, it kind of vaguely is. And that's what a lot of, so a lot of people are mad at Miles online, um, if you haven't seen this, over his article. It's like a review. Would you call your article like a review of this yeah, movie or just, just like a, a peek into? It's a review, yeah, like a and, review and, of the movie. And, and kind of, uh, you know, ta- addressing what audiences have been drawn to it and why. Yeah, so people are really mad uh, at you over this, and like I'm sure there is some truth to a lot of this stuff. Like I've, I, they show some clips at the end of like recreations of actual busts, but like, that like I believe one, were in the movie. It's so funny but, because yeah. it's like a one second clip. It's like they go yeah. from the scene in the movie <laughs> to fade into some guys running on a beach with guns. And it's like, you know, Google exists, right? You didn't tell us that we have to use DuckDuckGo to learn about this movie, and so you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to try a little harder because people are gonna like look up some of this stuff, and it's it's really like this is the height it this is the height of QAnon's success, you know, like like the movie is not going to spawn like other movies like it. It's obviously a ripoff of Taken. It's a ripoff of Extraction. It's not a like 
serious or enjoyable film, um, even if you are watching it in a theater in stunning 4K resolution. Um, I don't <laughs> think that... I don't think that you... I don't know. It sounds like the audiences in uh, Caleb's and Miles's theaters really loved it. Well, what you yeah, have to understand, don't... too, is like when they use these like security footages, some of it is... I mean, it's all out of context. Some of it may be outright fabricated. I don't know. But like when I made the joke about... Um, like Janet the Psychic earlier. I don't know if you guys know this. Miles, you probably do because it was in your article. But like that beach raid was a real raid that they did and came up with nothing and actually got chased out of the village at gunpoint because. <laughs> Wait, are you kidding me? No, this is fucking real. They, uh, they, th- so he has this whole uh, drop team ready to go into this village and uh, everybody's waiting for him to kind of give the go. And then everybody starts to slowly find out that his source for this child that they're looking for, the garbage child, I can't remember his first name, but um, the source for where this child was was a fucking psychic. And they all found <laughs> out. Uh, so they had like this like fake medical team go in, and then the, the, the locals were like getting suspicious. And I guess there was a rumor going around town that they there was some sort of like uh, virus going around, and these people with like guns were trying to figure out who had the virus. So... The villagers got freaked out and actually chased this guy, his uh, uh, his organization, out of town at gunpoint. Oh my god! Like that's yeah. So, th- so that's, that's like based. the scene. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> and some of the so the thing is too is he they do these raids. Some of them um, I don't know. Again, I couldn't tell you what what they showed in the in the movie was actually real or not. But they do these raids all the time, and there's always so many cameras all the time. And like if you read about this organization of his. Everyone's like, this is a circus. This is going to get people hurt. This is going to get people killed because this is more about the photo op and about Tim Ballard kind of like self-aggrandizing more than it is. And they go and they swing and miss on uh, actually trying to extract these children. And then you find out it's because he had a, his, his source was a psychic or he was trusting <laughs> his gut or, you know, one of the people that he had gotten the information from, I think in one case was like a, a buddy of his or something like that, that I don't. Quite, you, you, there's a really long Vice article. I think we should put in. It was like in 2020. Yeah, Anna Anna Merlin at Vice yes. has done really great reporting about this group, which is called um, uh, Operation, Operation Underground, Underground Railroad. Yeah, and that's uh, Tim yeah, Ballard's. Yeah, they've just they've just lied about a lot of what they've done. I mean, there's other cases of um, you know them claiming they have brought saved someone from human trafficking, and then that victim themselves are like, "What are you talking about? You had nothing to do with this." Yeah, I, I escaped myself. I escaped myself. Was one of them, yeah. <laughs> like, or what they'll do in some cases is like to get a press release, they'll give like a, a donation to some local municipality, and then when they you know extract some sort of child or there's some sort of rescue, they'll be like, oh yeah, that was us. They used our funding and our assets to get this or whatever. And in like, and I think in one case it was as little as like fifteen hundred bucks donation or something like that. So, <laughs> and I will say that they they've also been criticized for um, their tactics like actually increasing demand for trafficking victims because they'll just like parachute into whatever, um, you know, kind of community, go to a really sketchy bar and just start asking for underage women. And so then the people there are like, oh, I bet, I guess we better go uh, traffic someone for these uh, that rich is American a, uh, tourists. That's a big, uh, that was a, uh, a thing I learned from, 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 from what the fuck is his name? Malcolm Gladwell, the the, uh, the guy who's never done anything <laughs> wrong. Uh, the, <laughs> but Malcolm Gladwell had a whole thing about like how uh, 
there was a problem with cobras in some neighborhood mm-hmm. or something in like India. And so in order to get rid of the cobras, they would give you like a hundred bucks every time you killed a cobra. So what people started doing is they started keeping um cobra farms. Uh, yeah. Cobra farms <laughs> and separate from their mongoose farms, and they would just have the mongooses kill the cobras, bring the cobras, get the money. And that's basically what the, I guess, fake Navy SEALs are doing in Honduras is like, Tienes Ninos, Tienes Ninos, me gusta Ninos, porfa. Uh, because again, the Spanish, the Spanish in this film Oof, is. Woof, woof. Yeah, not great. <laughs> I don't I'm even. Tell you, I don't even speak it, and I was cringing. I'm. I'm going to tell you right now. If you've been like, "Hey, I actually understand a lot of Spanish, but I have trouble speaking it because I can't conjugate the verbs." Well, I got good news for you. None of these verbs are conjugated. <laughs> Everything is like, "You are how old? I am eight. When were you this? I was this." When I was doing this. So all the verbs are conjugated so they can be per, uh, present tense. It's strong Spanish two vibes. You're not going to hear the subjunctive. You're <laughs> not going to hear the past predicate. Uh, uh, past predicate imperfect. Uh, that is not going to happen in this film. So I could be wrong too, but I think a couple of there. I think there are a couple of uh, known character actors who are white just playing Latino characters. I would I, believe that. But... You can tell they're playing Latinos because only white guys are the good guys in this film. Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty easy. <laughs> well, to no, well, let's let's not forget that there is an ex cartel member. Oh, that dude! I who, forget his name. Uh, Vampiro. Yeah, yeah. Who okay. um, is considered a good guy because he had a he had a come to Jesus moment when he realized he had had sex with a fourteen year old and he was like, "I gotta save kids." I wonder. Um, it really expects you to sympathize with him in that moment. It's incredible. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They picked 14, and I think that's an interesting. Like, well, it wasn't like a 10 year old; it's still a teenager. Like, do you think that that was like an intentional choice for them to make? You could still sympathize with somebody if you're in that mindset. I can't. Is believe, that, I can't believe they don't go 16, which I think is like the libertarian. Yeah, I line. really thought. I thought they were <laughs> going to go 16. I actually, when he was telling that story, I thought they were going to go 18, and he was just kind of like, she I thought had about my been daughter doing it. Yeah. yeah, she had been doing it for years. Um, she'd been doing it since she was six years old. Uh, and I thought about my daughter or something. I didn't think he would be like, I mistook a 14 year old for a 25 year old. If you walk around any public space and all you do is you ask strangers, hey. How old are you? The 14-year-olds will be indistinguishable from the 11-year-olds to most people. Like, you are you are fucking... The dude claims in the movie yeah. that he thought she was 20 or 25, but Which she insane. was 14. And yeah. that's what I was kind of saying. Like, they picked that number, yeah. and it's like, huh, that's an in- it was an interesting I don't choice. I would never mistake a second-year grad student for a, an eighth grader. You know what yeah. I mean? I, yeah. That's what's, never happened to what's me. What's awesome is, um, uh, so Angel Studios, which is the place that acquired and, and distributed this, uh, it has a whole page about uh, what's fact and what's fiction in the movie. And it actually does <laughs> It actually does admit a surprising amount of like the fake stuff, you know, especially the ending and all that. But, but when it gets to Vampiro, they're like, oh yeah, that's, um, well, that's a real guy. Um, uh, we don't. We can't tell you his real name. Trust us. But but also, he never had sex with a fourteen year old. Just so you know. 
<laughs> oh yeah Jesus so we were Christ. we were lying about <laughs> we were lying about all that other stuff but we were uh uh being truthful now so you can definitely trust <laughs> that the guy who was our source was not a pedophile i also like that i i, I like that um and and you know We've been we've been pretty kind to pseudoscience in general on this show, and and I think that's a good <laughs> friends think, of pseudoscience. Yeah, yeah I Western think that's Kabuki. a good. I think that's a good space to be in, you know, not being like all astrology is fake or whatever. And so I right. wanna I wanna personally apologize on behalf of this film to the psychic community because surely. <laughs> One of the psychics were like, oh, shit, you're making a movie about it? That's so cool. Um, so they're getting all their information in order to find the kids from psychics, right? And they're like, well, that's not how it starts out. And also, there's no psychics in the movie. Uh, mostly, they get their <laughs> info from pedophiles. A lot of pedophiles <laughs> tell them where to find the pedophiles. And that's... So we're replacing the psychics with pedophiles. Um, you are a pedophile in our movie. And and pretending to be pedophiles almost the entire film themselves. White hat pedophiles themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the whole that's the that's basically what drives the entire plot is the main guy pretends to be a pedophile throughout pretty much all of it. Which is bizarre, I think. Uh very funny was, when they give the billionaire pedophile training too and he ends up kissing his hand. That was a <laughs> fucking insane scene. I have like maybe maybe that's how some of these busts happen. Is me, like I don't know. May, maybe you do have to pretend to do some of this shit, but like I don't know. It was very like strange. Just to become watch. the Serpico of pedophiles. Like that's how this yeah. shit gets done. That's what he was doing. Yeah. I don't think there's a. I don't think it's a coincidence either that the movie almost opens with Kabitzel himself watching child porn. Like he's just <laughs> it. It doesn't almost <laughs> open with it. He's looking at child pornography. The cu- the camera cuts away, but yeah. he looks really concerned as he looks at these photos. Yeah, he cry- <laughs> he's always crying or his eyes are like bloodshot from having just cried. <laughs> so the order of events, if you're watching the movie and not paying attention that much and also playing um, Ocarina of Time uh, on your Switch, <laughs> I can speak from experience that you will pretty much assume this guy is a pedophile for the first half of the movie. And that he will somehow get some comeuppance because it it's like he makes the child bust. He has the child pornography. He looks concerned at it. Next scene, he tells a pedophile, hey, man, I'm also a pedophile. Let's link up. <laughs> then he goes to South America and is just like walking around like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm number one pedo looking for some kids. What's going he on? He says, no, the, the, the phrase pedo action is just thrown around totally yeah. Yeah. Christ. yeah that caught me off guard when when that was said for the first time um i how, let's go through so there's there's let's go through the whole like plot um of, of the of the film Can I add one like, quick thing before yeah, we do that yeah um yeah i just wanted to say that like there is a little kind of almost throwaway sentence from that vice article that i found uh, shocking that there wasn't more about it there was two people that had taken their uh, their jump training or whatever and was like, uh, here, let me pull up the quote. But basically he was saying um, it's leader. The leader talked about its operators being sexually tempted by the victims they were supposedly out to save. And what the fuck? Um, so like there, just, that was that's deep cover, baby. They got into. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. I just, um, you know, I you know, no, not to criticize the article or something. But it seems like that might be something if you can get more information on would be a little bit relevant, but you know, you're also dealing with anonymous sources and whatnot for all this. You can only get so much out of it, but it just was like, Holy shit. While I was reading this, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that, I think I should say too, uh, 
um, the, you know, my article doesn't totally get into this, but I find the movie to be itself like a, and a lot of the people who believe in it and support it are fantasizing about child abuse in a really sicko way. Like the, the movie itself function as, functions as I think like child porn because you yes. get to see these really kind of lushly shot kind of preludes to um, horrible abuse. And, and it really has this lingering, disgusting fetishization of everything that's happening where uh you know you're you're uh, uh, supposedly the audience is supposed to be shocked but my audience of boomers were all kind of like moaning in a disgusting way yeah whenever something like that happened this is a this is a version of child pornography for guys who just really love uh the the jason Bourne sequels it's like a (laughs) like this movie is also it very very obviously has a very specific goal uh that i mean it's like the fucking albino albino guy from the da vinci code flogging himself uh because he likes child porn watching this in the audience you know what i mean it's like yeah 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 they want you to be lurid it's so lurid and gross and you're supposed to kind of wallow in this like depravity like if if you wanted to make a movie about people who saved like traffic children you could do it with like you know one very brief kind of allusion to like the horrible things that happen to kids this does it over and over and over of just like you know a, an adult cornering a kid or doing or having a scene alone with the kid why or showing them beat children in some instances yeah uh, they want to see it i think that's i think that's my takeaway i mean the vibe is lurid, you know, the the like the feeling that scene where uh, Jim Caviezel is pretending to be a pedophile at the all pedophile resort that he helped set up, <laughs> which yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know dude, how the six flags for pedophiles. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> There's already one in Bangkok, but we had to get one set up in in fucking Cabo. They're, they're, they're like the hotel. They're like the hotels in John Wick, but just for pedos. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's so crazy. And as you alluded in your uh, uh, article, Miles, the the audience for this movie is very obviously meant to be the uninitiated, unpilled boomer who can still be pilled. This is a this is an attempt to turn more people toward QAnon by being a generally normal movie. <laughs> Uh, in the way that, like, specifically Extraction and, and Taken are normal movies. but Yeah, because, I mean, it really was, like, I mean, when I was watching it, like, I was mostly bored, but I was, like, I was kind of, because sh- I've heard a lot about the movie, and I've, I've read, of course, a little bit about it, but I was, like, this is, like, kind of more normal than, I mean, it's, it's in a lot of ways, it's not normal with how you guys described a lot of the scenes, but, like, I... I I was expecting a little bit different, I guess. I don't know. To, to me, should, it, yeah. it, it is like a more of a, like it definitely is a film that, I mean, and we've seen its success. I think I saw today it passed like 40 million in the box office. Like it definitely is like, it's not something, it's clearly not something that Ben Shapiro or like the Daily Wire would make where it's like, oh, okay. Like this is very clearly like, a right-wing funded operation like i think this one is but like it, it doesn't have the same vibe if you know what i mean like it, it doesn't have like the ben shapiro touch. i thought i was gonna <laughs> so the reason that i took not one but two edibles in my car before seeing this fucking monstrosity was because i thought i was gonna get like a kevin sorbo caliber like 
movie that was so shitty and dumb that I could laugh at it. This was different. I mean, it was just a, a fucking miserable goddamn vibe. Yeah. And yeah, there, there was nothing super, to laugh it's at. It's super just, it's, it's a religious movie also, like I should say. And it, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say like, I don't want to be like in fairness to the filmmakers because I don't believe in that, but um, they did apparently finish this movie in like 2018, which if you think about it is really before the mainstreaming of QAnon, like QAnon was a pretty nascent thing back then. So yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it, if they had gotten the contract with Netflix too, it could have been like Extraction came out in like 2019. So they could have had like a one, two, like if you enjoyed Extraction, you would enjoy the sound it, yeah, of freedom. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been know, different. Like, it would have been different. Um, the, the, the problem is that yes, like Kavitzel himself is a guy who believes in QAnon and actually thinks that like adrenochrome is being extracted from children. And he has talked about this on his press tour extensively. So it's really difficult to like <laughs> separate the art quote unquote from what the star is saying. And he's saying, yeah, you know, I'm he even, he, he gave an interview with, uh, on Steve Bannon's show in which he sort of, even seemed to suggest that we were going to see like the adrenochrome farms in this movie, which would have been a way more insane film. Actually, like I think what you're seeing on screen is pretty disgusting as it is, but Kavitzel, you can tell, would rather go whole hog and actually be like, "Oh, they're you know they're harvesting organs from children." Like it goes way beyond yeah, like sexual he, abuse. He definitely wishes it was way more intense than it turned out to be. I I can only assume. This is what makes it such a strong recruiting tool is because it's just sex. And the idea that because like there's like title cards at the end that are like there are more people in bondage now than when slavery was legal, which is the wording they use at the end title credit. Um, yeah. But it's like. Yeah, but there's like 50 million times more people like it's a very different discussion and also you are equating any type of forced labor with sex trafficking which are not the same thing and this movie of course doesn't cover the real sex trafficking that happens in america which is typically an immigrant being forced into a sexual relationship with somebody who employs them uh in order or even to the them, kind of trafficking like, that is like um like a, a parent who doesn't have custody stealing their kid like that's trafficking and that's if I remember correctly, that's like a lot it's of most, instances in America. That's most trafficking. So like, yeah, at least that we I mean, I mean, of course, that we know of. But that includes so many different like that includes so many different uh, 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 definitions. But even like the scariest version of sex trafficking in this country is somebody is employed as a hotel maid, as somebody who does nails, they don't speak very good English. They are being employed also either as a prostitute or they're being forced to have sex with a person who employs them. And uh, they are forced to do labor to pay off some type of debt, like an indentured servant. That is a very different prospect than stealing eight year olds while they're at daycare and selling them to the Colombian cartels. And I'll tell you right now about the Colombian cartels. They're basically the Colombian government, and they aren't doing any of that. They're, like, regular. They're just selling cocaine. It's like, this is... It's it's such a gross misrepresentation of what any of this is, and still is not as 
absurdly lurid as I thought it was going to be, as 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 Caleb had said. I thought this was going to be like a Daily Wire thing. I thought it was going to be like uh, My Son Hunter, uh, if anybody saw that. <laughs> um, I thought it was going to be uh, quick cuts, a lot of shit, a voiceover explaining other types of things and... and Putting out there like all these stats and and numbers and the the and Adam stuff. McKay human trafficking movie, yeah, uh, that's well, <laughs> yeah, but that's been like the uh, between that and like Jumanji, basically the new Jumanji movies. It's either like a raunchy action comedy, which I thought it would kind of be, or it is this sort of maudlin, bogged down, and like so many facts and figures and things you need to do to even understand what's happening in the movie. And it's all nonsense and fake anyway. Um, it, it Like, like my son Hunter has like links in the movie, like go here to learn more. About <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And that's, I, awesome. that's what I thought we would see here. Um, so in that way, like they do throw out fake statistics, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question card, just out of curiosity? Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you probably did Miles, but did did the uh, version that you guys saw, Wack and June, did it have the um, MCU style post credit scene? Did you guys no, get to see no. that? No, Miles, did cut. you see that in your theater? Uh, no, I, I think I just saw the title cards we were just talking about. Oh, the, dude, you guys! There's a post credit okay. scene for so the se- <laughs> for the to, to tease the sequel. No, so dude, okay, fuck, okay, so. In my theater, as soon as the credits started rolling, I was kind of waiting because, you know, I was in the very back and it's an older crowd. Let them filter out first. But then on the bottom right, it's like two minutes until a a special announcement. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to stay for this. Right. Uh, (laughs) And it turns out it's it's just like the cast of the movie talking about how um, they don't want you to see this movie. We've been working on this for five years, every conceivable roadblock from them. And it doesn't actually say like that. Most of the reasons that this movie was delayed was, Part of it was COVID and just like funding and stuff, but it was like, oh no, like the it, it, like he he at one point gets teary explaining like the whole child trafficking thing, and uh, the reason that I bring this up is a because it was funny, but b, uh, whack, you touched on something a couple minutes ago that like when I was talking to this w- w- about this with a friend earlier, um, it was like well, the question is like, okay, so they made a shitty movie, why does this matter? Well. You know, Tim Ballard himself basically kind of had a mealy mouth response about like the QAnon stuff saying, well, maybe some of that fake stuff will bring interest into the real facts or something. But to me, this movie is very harmful because it kind of reinforces these like these the stereotypes that people that are watching it already have of like, oh, they're expecting this to be about John Podesta or whatever. And like these people would rather have their like ARG jack off fantasy about how they're going to get extrajudicial killings of like their political enemies and drag them through the streets and all this stuff because they're hurting the mole children and blah, blah, blah. Well, that actually takes focus off of, you know, the real problem that is, uh, you know, sex trafficking and, 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 and human slavery and things of that nature. So I do think that this movie is harmful and I do think that it is worth the scrutiny that you've given it in your piece smiles and some others too. And I was honestly kind of surprised to see um, so few critics take that route in their kind of analysis of the movie. Nobody really kind of thought about how like, to me that is just kind of, it was just kind of a sick thing. Yeah. I think, um, I think there is like production value in the film. Like, you know, you can tell, a lot of money is up on the screen. 
in Kavitzel you have kind of like a semi-legitimate star, or he was at one point. Mira Sorvino plays his wife, and he's there. She's there for thirty seconds, which is kind of funny because uh, she's allegedly <laughs> the reason he Tim Ballard uh, did all this stuff. And you know, I guess I guess a lot of the the blowback on me. And I think a few other, I don't want to discount a few other people who have kind of pointed out this movie's links to QAnon and stuff because other critics have. Um, a lot of the blowback has to do with uh, needing the convenient journalist who has told you this movie is a piece of shit because then <laughs> they can say, see, like they don't want you to see it. Um, I guess. And I'm, that's, I, I kind of was looking yeah. into like the quote tweets and stuff. And that is what a lot of people were saying. Like, oh, look at this Miles person. Like, oh, he's being paid off by Rolling Stone, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Much, it's it's called yeah. having a job, first of all. How much did, <laughs> yeah. quote unquote, they pay you to write that article? I guess we not, should have Not <laughs> fucking enough. Uh, uh, my boss, if you're listening to this, um, I'm asking you for a raise officially. <laughs> uh, I'm rooting for you. What kind of DMs, emails, etc., have you been receiving? Like, what have they said? Um, some of it is some of it is straight up death threats. Uh, I'm coming to see you, pedo, kind of kind of stuff. Um, uh, we're gonna talk soon. You know, um, some of it is you know I've reported a fair amount of it. Other a lot of it is um, a lot of it is interesting in just how like samey it is like they all have the same kind of talking points. I'm also kind of amused by like how long some of the screeds are because it'll be it'll be like a thousand word Instagram comment or something. I'm like, well, I'm just blocking you. I'm not reading this, so I don't know what you accomplish here. Except and, and, and it'll be from <laughs> it'll be from people who are not really active users because it's like someone who has two posts four followers and their entire account is just like uh screaming at other people so i don't really know like what they're how they're using social media it's a little confusing to me and their account is like uh uh july 2023 created it's brand fucking new and they're like uh all of their all of their thing all their well that's a good like, that's, that's a good that's a good uh thing to point out because my my twitter account is from june 2023 because i've been banned a couple times and uh someone <laughs> one of these guys noticed that and he goes pedo bot account started june 2023 already has two thousand followers <laughs> hell yeah dude but i love i love too because it's like nobody could ever have one viral post pop off and get 2k followers off of it it's like you have to be a pedo bot that is yeah no like a bot a bot that is there a bot that is programmed by pedophiles and has a byline at rolling stone etc like you know going let's, back let's years be clear like yeah <laughs> but like let's let's be like your article i think we all read your article like it's it's mostly just like a review of the film and like the connections that some of the people involved with the film has you didn't like endorse the actions of the people they arrested in the film like that's not anything i that you said but like the, the people who are kind of going after you it's like clearly didn't read it and were like oh this person endorses the the actions of the evil people in the film like that that's that's like very clearly what <laughs> at least how what i could see that they, they treated you like i will slightly disagree because um about not reading it because it was the number one story 
over the past week on the entire website, oh, nice. which, oh, which yeah. means I think people weren't, this is, this is part of the, the rights whole thing, right? It's like, they're not particularly good at boycotts. Um, the, yeah. they, they end get up, too curious. They end up really supporting the thing they're, they're mad about. And it's because, yeah, they, they want to go read it. And I did have, I don't, I wouldn't say I had people like quoting exact parts of it back to me, but in some cases there were, um, especially as regards what I said about old people, which, you know, maybe it was a little mean of me, but whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it was um, accurate down to the point when you were talking about like the murmuring and the coughing, like, yes, that was my exact experience. <laughs> coughing fits uh, all the time. Uh, the, the overwhelming, um, bad faith response I would say is, oh, so you're saying child trafficking doesn't exist. It's all a conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. And no, of course, A, no, I wasn't saying that, of course. Um, B, I could have maybe included a sentence in the f- review where I'm like, you know, just to clarify, I don't agree with trafficking at all. I think it's bad <laughs> and I think it exists, but they wouldn't have even like given me credit for that. That's the other thing. It's like all this shit would have happened anyway. It does. Absolutely. It does not matter if I included well, do you that really caveat have or to not. To say that, right? Like, is that a, is that a <laughs> clarification a journalist really needs to make? I actually, I would actually, uh, you know, that's not a journalist's job, but I do think it's a big weakness of the film that they never explain why uh, pedophilia is bad. They just assume that the audience is going along with their <laughs> political message, and I. Think that's... <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, I don't actually believe that, but I will say that the, (laughs) the, um, there are coughing fits in the rip that me and Juniper watched as well. (laughs) There was, there was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, People were just hacking up a lung in there. I, I, (laughs) I love that that's consistent between every viewing experience that we had. That's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. The guy that was sitting in front of me. Well, so I was going to say, first of all, I was, like, if, I was thinking, if somebody in this theater has COVID, it's going to be a bad deal. Um, but like the, the guy in front of me was like, he wasn't being rude. He just was, you know, very geriatric. He's one of those guys that was like, because he, he's so deaf, he doesn't realize how loud he is. So every like fucking seven minutes, he'd be like yelling at his wife and she'd have to shush him. <laughs> oh, my God. It was These awesome. people were into yeah. it. Damn. <laughs> all right. I think we should. We, so. We, we still haven't like finished summarizing the film. I, I feel like oh, yeah, it, yeah, we should just do it just so. It. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard because like not like it's two hours, but like not too much happens well, in those two hours. Where we left off. The cop had unsupervised access to the child and was buying him hamburgers. Well, let me explain like one hour of the film and, and about three sentences. Yeah, th- there's like main three part. There's there's three main portions to the yeah. film. So this uh, this this guy who works for Department of Homeland Security turns out to be a border agent, but he was put onto a child trafficking ring uh, or child trafficking case that led him to discover a child trafficking ring. He got in good with one of the pedophiles within the community by claiming to be a pedophile. He then is uh, led to the location of his pedophilia dealer uh, and gets the image of a child. That child, days later or months later, not made clear, is inside of the <laughs> back seat of another guy who looks like a pedophile. So if you just, uh, and I'm going to borrow a, a joke format from 
Pete Holmes. Uh, close your eyes and picture a pedophile. You got the first pedophile. Close your eyes and picture a second pedophile. You've got it. The first one has a terrible haircut with bad glasses and a creepy mustache. The second one is a fat, bald guy with very also, small glasses. Also a mustache, I think. Also a mustache. Absolutely. But gray. Rescuing this child leads him to a mission in which he learns that this child's sister has also been taken. They got taken in a a, a, a a staged acting class type of your kid could be a star thing. And then all those kids got trafficked. Uh, and then he dedicates his life to finding the sister. He helps set up a fake hotel uh, that is supposed to be the new headquarters, a members only club for rich pedophiles. Um, but he's setting up a sting. He makes one of the guys a fall guy and he gets fake arrested himself in order to stay in the good graces of the other pedophiles. And then. Uh, so this is that's on the island, right? Yes. Like you're talking about the island. <laughs> all, yes. all while his boss at DHS is like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, and who yeah, was his like, boss? That actor, in, I know that fucking actor. Uh, who was it? I also I, I, I personally him. don't know. I'm looking. Have no up. idea. I hope he's not a a weird QAnon guy too, because I like he's <laughs> that, a pretty good character. Actor. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that was just a paycheck. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, Vampiro uh, uh, Bill Camp. He he was. That's gotta be just a paycheck too. Yeah, uh, I, that's that's the guy. That's the guy who I'm like. He's not Latino, is he? Yeah, so like, so the second portion is that island bust operation, um, and it, I don't, I don't know if it's true, true to fact, but in that bust, he does get arrested, like with everyone, as as Wack you said, to stay in the good graces, and they save like fifty children, if I remember correctly, it's fifty-four. Like, it's like close to fifty, yeah, a, a lot of kids, but not the and girl. Not the not the sister, which is his like main goal for some. Sp- like he he's he, not he cares more about the one he's girl not happy than the with fifty the kids. Of kids he's rescued. He's fucking. Yeah. P- he's honestly not only is he not happy, he's pissed off about it. He's like, yeah. I made the hamburger promise. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! When he says to the kid, "Do you quieres un hamburguesa?" and they go <laughs> to a restaurant. Flashback to seventh grade, dude. Like was like, they oh go god, to a strange. restaurant. <laughs> And you better fucking believe the restaurant is called American, American Burgers. Burgers. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That went pretty hard, I have to say. Great choice. A fantastic choice by the filmmakers. When she asks me what I want for dinner, it's always American Burgers. Um, oh, the actor's name was uh, Kurt Fuller. Uh, you will recognize him from Ghostbusters 2, Anger Management, The Frozen Ground, underrated straight-to-VOD Nicolas Cage film. Uh, he was uh, Rachel McAdams' dad in Midnight in Paris. Uh, he's been on, on fucking tons and Quite tons a bit. of shit. He rocks. Yeah. I'm on canceling him. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on he the was... pedophile's Wikipedia page. <laughs> You know why I? You know where I recognize him most? Um, I was subbing for a health class teacher, which was the worst uh, teaching gig I ever had. Was subbing like? Well, you just you just leave. have to groom the children. How hard is it? <laughs> <laughs> maternity leave for a health class teacher, and she thought she was doing me a favor because she was like, "I am not like the other teachers. I have nine periods of the same subject." all with high school freshmen. <clears throat> so it's going to be easy. You will just 
uh, do the <laughs> same thing with them for six hours in a day. <laughs> that sounds awful. And what she left me was a movie to watch. And that movie was uh, Will Smith's The Pursuit of Happiness. <laughs> and I have seen the first 40 minutes of The Pursuit of Happiness probably <laughs> a dozen times in a week. It just gets better. <laughs> <laughs> this is entirely unrelated, but I just, back in my ninth grade health class, like there's something cursed about health classes. Like that, that sounds kind of like a torturous experience that you had where you just, you relived the same 45 minutes for the entire day. I don't even remember how this happened, but in my, in my health class in ninth grade, at one point, one of my, one of my, uh, classmates made the teacher cry um, over something. Uh, so health classes, ninth grade health classes, bad uh, news. My ninth grade Don't health, trust them. My ninth grade health class, we learned about both menstruation and menopause from separate special episodes of the Bill Cosby show. Holy shit. Yeah. Ron DeSantis would not like no. that. That would be, <laughs> they would confiscate that material. That's that's grooming. I did show I did show some kids when I was subbing for a health teacher. I, sh- I showed them some anti-drug stuff. And it was like crazier than I remember Dare from when I was a kid. And I was like, why is this so insane? They were like, we're talking (laughs) to somebody who overdosed on marijuana and died illegally for three minutes. And died illegally. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. No, you know what we're coming around to is the sound sound of freedom is going to be shown in health classes for years to come. I think it will. I think it will a thousand percent. To warn children about (laughs) trafficking. Because some health, like health teachers are, I was a social studies teacher. Health teachers are less qualified than social studies teachers. And (laughs) it is like, they don't need to do any fucking thing. And like in a health class, I showed pursuit of happiness. Why? Because of the importance of something or whatever. I'm not totally sure. Uh, but the yeah, the I mean, they tell you about penises, they tell you about vaginas, but that's such a small portion of it because the rest of it is just them being like, "Uh, you could get AIDS from a fight in school. You could get AIDS if you get to a fight." <laughs> And I was like watching one of these videos, like showing it to the kids. And I was like, I paused it in the middle. None of them were paying attention, by the way. It was, I wasn't indoctrinating anybody. They were, they did not give a shit. Phone time. And I was like, what do we, uh, what do we think about this, guys? (laughs) And they're like, I couldn't tell you anything about this. (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything <laughs> about this film. Um, but then I looked up the production company and it was a company that is wholly owned and operated by the Church of Scientology. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Will Smith. Oh, that Will Tom Smith. Cruise money okay, was involved. Yeah. Makes sense. And I, I knew that. Well, that's funny. Yeah. But I knew this. Is he a Scientologist? No, he's. I mean, he's like publicly not, but he's like friends with Scientologists and. Okay. He appears to believe everything that they believe. I don't know. Um, but this was just a coincidence. I knew this teacher had no idea this was a uh, Scientology. I just know that she was just doing whatever to get through yeah, the day. And, so, and Sound of Freedom is basically uh, distributed by like the Mormon Scientologists. I think, yeah, 100%. And the, this Angel production company claims they're not church or politically affiliated. They claim to be a but they're totally Mormons. they're independent. completely Mormon. 
yeah, Mormon pills. and psychotic QAnon like right wingers and stuff too. I mean, they're not apolitical at all. Yeah, I think this was like a convenient buy for them because nobody like Amazon and Netflix didn't want it, and they and it's it has the religious angle. Kavitzel is Catholic, so who knows what he thinks about Mormons? It's probably really offensive in a way. He he probably <laughs> knows a slur for Mormons that we've never heard. <laughs> I'm gonna say said it, yeah. I'm gonna say that the Mormons also have a slur for Catholics that we've never heard. And and I'm ready. <laughs> this was a uh, this was a uh, honor among thieves situation. This whole absolutely. This whole movie yeah. like they yeah and the the evangelists are into it now too so this, they all yeah. get in on it yeah like when when we were deciding on on talking about this i like what made really made me stick in my mind is like i saw donald trump on truth social posting about this film like literally like whatever holidays but blaming it on next, ben carson for some reason yeah, he didn't want to yeah, take right, ownership. Yeah. Hey, hey, my boy Ben wants y'all to watch this. Peace. I'm out. not watching yeah, this was... shit. <laughs> Trump is like, I'm watching Bloodsport again. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that was a really weird post of his. But like, but like, whatever holiday, whatever like family events coming up next, like your weird conservative uncle, your your grandpa, like you're, they're going to be talking about this film. They will. They'll be like, "Hey, have you seen Sound of Freedom?" Like people are going to be talking about this. Like it's it's kind of crazy just how well it's doing because like right wing especially right wing religious films tend to not do very well and they never really have um as far as i'm aware like passion of the christ of course is one that comes to mind that did do really well but like other than that like this one i I can't really think of too many like it's kind of a weird lightning in a bottle moment for for the right wingers and I i think they're gonna think that this is like an awakening moment but I don't know. There was a lot of weird things too. I think you covered in your article where they did like a pay it forward, like the Angel Studios did a pay it forward type thing, where they bought a ton of, or some people bought a bunch yeah, of tickets at you, theaters, and you could just like claim a ticket and go, go watch the movie. You can go on the site and buy a ticket for someone else who can't afford it, presumably. But that means you can just go on the site and get a free ticket. And then I saw this is really funny. So there's a subreddit for people who work at movie theaters which I highly recommend, (laughs) movie theater employees, I think it's called. And they had so many threads complaining about this movie and the the demographic it drew in, specifically because people kept coming up and being like, I got my ticket on angelstudios.com. And they're like, we don't know what the (laughs) fuck that is. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, did you see, I didn't really get into this, but part of the reason this movie had sold so well is in that final cut scene is they do like the... um, I guess, conservative boomer version of like e-begging and they have like, go to angel studios. Oh, angel is all crowdfunded. Yeah. 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 So they have a deal there where you can like buy tickets for other people. And like, even if you don't know this, like, just go just, if you like want to support the mission of what we're doing and if you want to own the libs, go to this website and you can actually pay for a ticket for a stranger. You can even buy up to five tickets for strangers. So it's selling like like hotcakes on there. So I have a feeling they're going probably to, all. I'm going to quote unquote <laughs> see this movie so many times, and I encourage our audience to do the same. <laughs> yeah, claim those. Getting tickets. those seats at the Trump rally. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, I wouldn't. That was that was that troll that they did a few years yeah, back the, on the Gen on, Z kids. Yeah. Oh uh, the, yeah, that's the right. Turning Point USA thing where they all reserve tickets to a free event because it didn't like location restrict you, and so Charlie Clerk <laughs> showed up. Charlie Kirk showed up to like a basically empty arena that they like. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That was awesome. Yeah, do, uh, <laughs> yeah. Do they were like, they movie. were like, uh, do we think we should talk about the third act of this film because it is fucking rip shit? <laughs> it really does go off. Yeah, let's yeah let's let's wrap up the the plot of the film. So, Act Three. I will say this is my big issue with the pacing. It seemed like. The end of the movie was when they liberated 54 kids from the pedophile (laughs) haven. That seemed like a massive W that was stuck in when there was still 35 minutes left in the movie. Yeah, yeah, because like the big thing with that one too is like, oh, they they caught like the the lady that trafficked a bunch of kids at the beginning that we saw. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, like they they like got all the like the setup villains like they they got them all so it's like how is there still 30 minutes to this film I that, was wo- that woman is based on a true colombian beauty queen who was a trafficker but they gave her a name like giselle just to make her sound like Ghislaine, i think <laughs> amazing <laughs> seemingly uh, that could have been an afterward afterthought but i don't know i believe it well the the problem is that the guy is like fake arrested uh uh, uh, uh tim ballard is fake arrested and so now they haven't rescued the girl. And so this is when he leaves the Department of Homeland Security and he's going to be the renegade cop who doesn't play by the rules. And he's going to, like, uh, fuck the, the departmental red tape. I'm going to find these kids. But it's just, like, one kid. So then he's like, I got to get even deeper in the pedophile community without any support. And his wife is just like... Go for it, honey. Sounds good. Sounds good. (laughs) Do what you got. I'll I'll take care of our 45 children at home. (laughs) (laughs) How many kids do they have? Is it like, it looked at the end because they put like a family photo. It looks like seven. I'm saying conservatively it's nine, probably more since. Yeah. Uh, It's some real freaky Mormon shit going on. Oh, my God. If you Google Tim Ballard, the first thing that comes up after his IMDb page is the Operation Underground Railroad uh, Wikipedia page. (laughs) Nine children. (laughs) I got it exactly right. Nine. Nine. Wow. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, yeah. So the, yeah, he kind of goes under the radar. He he uh, he is. Th- is this where he starts to set up that hotel, or was that I forget? The was hotel that the, was to the catch the other bit. one. That was the first. Okay, okay, okay. This this is where he and Vampiro disguise themselves as doctors to go bring a vaccine up the river <laughs> to gorilla militants who have the girl. That's right. Where do we think? Yeah, they were. Where they do were, we think this they, film? They claim to be U- UN. Yeah, um, doctors. So they're UN doctors who are vaccinating children from cholera. Where do we think this film falls on the uh, spectrum of uh, vaccine pro versus anti? There was a big, there was a big chuckle in my audience when they said they're going <laughs> to pose as doctors doing fake vaccine work. Oh my god! I yeah no that that seems that that seems perfect for the the conspiracy brain because uh, of course the the same like this is the the exact audience that uh, we've seen in polls 
like we've seen like I don't know if you've you guys have paid attention, but in in America specifically, um, less Americans trust like MMR vaccines and like all like all vaccines in general. Like it's at like the lowest point in in several decades, and that I feel like the audience for this film is the exact type of audience that or like the exact type of person that would be in that poll um, and be like, no, I'm against the MMR vaccine. Yeah, and. <laughs> The, the other thing, before they even get the fake vaccines or real vaccines that they don't give to the kids, I can't. <laughs> I watched this. I saw this scene less than two hours ago, and I cannot recall which of those two <laughs> is correct. But the they don't establish it either way. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Alex. Earlier, you said like, "Oh, it's uh, you. It's hard. To, like you, you didn't really know what we were talking about." It's like th- this. This the movie doesn't do a whole lot to really like set much stuff up it's like a lot of things just kind of like happen yeah they're vibing they are vibing big vibes up there uh because especially when he like finds the little girl in the village with the vaccines and the guy is like oh is she sick he's like no she's fine it's like why not just say she's (laughs) sick so you could take her what are you talking about you've got the cover dude (laughs) stop um but yeah they 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 bring the they bring the vaccines and also when they get the vaccines, they get an injectable tracking device, which is such a beautiful detail that they're given a bunch of syringes, a bunch of plungers, a bunch of needles, and they are then given to tracking devices so that their associates can find them if they die. And... It's in a, it's in like a hypodermic needle. It's like he's he says you can inject it or you can just put it in your pocket. I would and go pocket. I would go pocket. Yeah, I mean, I would go pocket. <laughs> Absolutely go pocket. pocket on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's so clearly like the Bill Gates tracking device, like a nod to it right before being like we're gonna vaccinate these kids but not really we're secretly with the yeah, cia they're, they're really depending on you to pick up a lot of conspiracist subtext through the action of the film where they're like we're not going to spell this out for you because you know you know you know you know you know yeah absolutely and so they get like raided by some other guys on a boat who takes Jim Caviezel and then his partner is like, well, how did that go down exactly? They, they, they're like, only only one of you can come. But why? For some reason. Uh, for yeah, for I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, again, because that's how it happened in real life. And then I think that's the last time you saw, uh, what was it, Vampiro? No. Yeah, he just disappears yeah. completely well, they, gone. He's just gone from the they movie. They reunite after, after. They do? After Tim. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take your Did word. I'm gonna take your word on that. Yeah, I don't remember this. I literally saw this an <laughs> oh, hour shit. ago. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. When they have the little girl in the little hospital, there's kind of scene. there's kind of a there's oh, kind of a chase the where they, they run back in the yeah. chase scene. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, like he's he's like in the village for a while. He's like partying with the people in the village or something. Yeah, he's drinking. Like, They're yeah. playing guitar. They're singing folk songs. It's like call and response songs and the kids he's, are he's like trying just, to make good with the militants whose leader has bought the girl yeah and, and then he's under cover of night he's gonna go steal her 
Yeah, so what he does is he breaks into this child's room, covers her mouth, and tells her not to scream. Uh, he's the good guy of the film, by the way. But the, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's crushing it. He, she's so visibly terrified. It's a very visceral three seconds of the movie where he is like manhandling this little girl and like trying to cover her mouth. And then he like explains to her in really bad Spanish uh estoy okay estoy okay and she's like oh great cool thank you and <laughs> and they'll they'll kill us both if you don't shut the fuck up yeah that kind of thing. los dos muerte see yellow that's like what he's <laughs> um and yeah so the 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 whole the scene is weird because they stop playing music and then the, the guy who bought the girl goes and checks on the girl because he heard her scream. Jin Caviezel is under the bed, watches this thing where she's like, I had a bad dream. He's like, oh, sleep well. And then goes back outside. And, no, and no. Then, he, he, he like tries to, the, the yeah. militant tries to abuse her. And Caviezel's just kind of pop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Attention. He's like, oh, he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll make it so you don't have a nightmare. And it's just like a very, another, yet another. Oh, like, fuck. That's right. Because she closes her eyes. Yeah. She closes her eyes and the screen goes black. So the entire fight scene uh is is totally in blackness. Um so no, if you're you wondering see, you see him you see him like choke him like they show Tim Ballard again, this is totally made up, but you just see yeah. Tim Ballard basically strangle the guy to death. All all made up. But the girl we see it on camera. I thought it was just yeah. Like no, blacked you. Out. She doesn't see it. It's like a. It's they're attempting to do like a subjectivity thing where it's like the audience sees it, but she has her eyes closed, so she doesn't witness the the horror. I don't remember when the screen went black. But in the same scene, the screen goes black when she closes her eyes. Yeah, that's yeah, so that, confusing. No, it it can't really decide where it's going. With Sorry that. that you don't understand cinema. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to have it both ways. It's trying to have it both ways. Because it's it's the only time in the film that it does that sort of POV cinema verite thing of like she closes her eyes and the screen goes black and you can hear them fighting and then she opens them and you see like the pillow and then she like covers like her head or whatever. It's like it's the only time in the whole movie it happens. And um, also, coincidentally, when my edible was peaking. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and. Yeah. Every guy who has uh, gone into the comments of his local news websites, uh, articles and been like if i had been there i would have cut his fucking uh achilles tendon and i would have flayed his arms and then fed the skin like those guys are like who this movie is really for. you're too scared to call 100%. your kids you're not doing shit dude i know exactly the kind of guy you're talking about yeah of course of course uh certainly the target our audience of this uh film is guys who do not currently have uh, legal permission to visit their own children, but they think they're going to get it back <laughs> at some point. It's like those people, you you guys remember all the people in like 2021, 2020 that were like, my children won't talk to me anymore because I believe in QAnon. Yeah, I'm and too like, based for my, my children. I'm too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The QAnon, the QAnon Thanksgiving meals that were just like yeah. a cheese stick and a bag of Doritos. 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's the Lucky exact to have my friends at least. Yeah, <laughs> this is and you know, I've been I've been I've been a defender of him recently as being uh, a different kind of guy than people think he is. But like this movie is for the cybersmith. This is for the human pet guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I have a really funny story to tell you about that. Uh, he actually, as I was like getting ready to go inside the theater in, in his little kennel that we have for him on uh, discord was like, he linked it. He's like, we need to, we need to demand this movie gets, gets over to the UK or whatever. And I was like, all right, buddy, well uh, I'm about to go see it in like 15 minutes. So uh, I'll let you know how it is. And the entire time I was in the movie, he was talking about how he was just talking about like Pizzagate shit. And then uh, the tides turned against him when it, the subject of Prince Andrew came up, of course, and uh, he got him to admit in the server that the royal family should have Andrew secretly and quietly executed, which was very funny. So that our, our, our boys growing up. That's awesome. That's such a good cybersmith solution. <laughs> this is what I've learned. He didn't want to embarrass the royal family, but he agreed yeah. that it needed to be done. <laughs> this is what I've learned about him. He has a very coherent and cogent worldview. It is just entirely different than anyone else on. Yeah, exactly. And so, exactly. like, I <laughs> like talking to him. He's just like I've learned, and he he thinks he doesn't think we're on the same side, but he does think that I can be won over to his side, and so he will send me. Like articles about like a teacher who like molested a kid or whatever, and we'll be like, "What do you think about this?" And I'm like, "That's not good." And he's like, "Public executions be brought back?" Question mark. And I'm like, "No, man, I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> he uh, like we were talking about like uh, Jews and the Illuminati at one point, and he basically called me one of the good ones at one point. So I got hell yeah, by man. Smith, oh my god, which is very yeah, funny. Man. Token status finally. <laughs> you know the part in the movie uh, where right after he rescues, when not quite the family reunion, but like the quiet moment after the shootout when he gets the girl uh, back is um, right when I read that where he said he admitted that Prince Andrew needed to be executed. And I started laughing out loud in the theater. And then I was like, oh, no, this was so high. So I started like trying to, <laughs> to conceal my laughter, which, you know, as you know, that makes it like so much harder not to laugh. And then I just started busting up laughing. At that part, when it was quiet in the theater, and it was very embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Horrible timing, and it's all his fault. You got a lot to make up for, Cybersmith. Human pet guy, you have a lot to answer for. <laughs> so so f from from that point that we were talking about how he was like party, it, we're, or no, 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 where uh, there was the fight scene with the, the girl closing her eyes. I think basically from there, he takes her and is rejoined by, I keep forgetting his name, that that ex-cartel guy. Vampiro. Um, yes, Vampiro. Uh, and there's like a chase scene and there's it's like there's a shootout, like they're shooting at his car or at their car and they eventually escape and the day is saved. And I think it's like the last 15 minutes of the film is basically... Uh, being the, the, that girl being re reunited with the his, with her brother and the father, which are seen in like the opening um, scene the in the beat. film. Yeah, yeah. the The sound of freedom, the the name drop of the film, is I believe what that tune was. Well, right? so yeah, they're the sound singing of or whatever, and he's like, "That's the sound of freedom." Yeah, and then there's a bit of a callback at the end or whatever. It's 
I don't know. I <laughs> the 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 very. I mean, I guess it was a the, certified cinema moment. Yeah, the last few they did that right. I love the least. last few scenes of this film are kind of a blank to me at this point. It's been I'm too far <laughs> separated. I think seen it. They got their JJ Abrams lens flare on her as she's in the oh my in God, her bedroom. They did too. Yeah, basically, I don't know. For for me, this this whole film was like. It wasn't like as crazy bad as I expected, but that almost made it worse because it was just boring. Like that, that's that was my whole th- like I finished it and I was like, it was just a really wow, depressing like, slog. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't even like you, you were saying earlier, Caleb. It wasn't even like funny. It wasn't like a Ben Shapiro, Gina, what's her name, Gina Carano type shit. There was there was nothing like really funny about it. There's no good where you there's can, no good fight choreography. There's no like cool like helicopter gun scenes or anything. It's like you finally are getting to the point where you're gonna see a pedophile get killed and the girl closes her eyes like a coward. Yeah. There's there's not much going on with the film other than like bad dialogue and like bad Spanish. <laughs> and good American hamburgers. i i really hope that this movie does well enough that tim ballard like does a fake raid for a sequel like is like setting up the (laughs) sequel acting like captain america or whatever going over to fucking i uh, honestly hope this movie does well enough that it shines a light on this guy because he's a fucking fraud man (laughs) yeah yeah, to I mean the 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 raid possibility is interesting because Tim could easily become like those guys who try to do a coup in Venezuela and then just yes, there's only like four of them. <laughs> oh, the the fishing boats, <laughs> and then they're just in the gulag. They're gonna storm Little Saint James, but I love that one uh, that one uncontacted island uh, in the South Pacific. That anytime anybody approaches it with a ship, they immediately kill everybody who steps on land. Uh, I would like to try to go there. I think there are children there being trafficked. <laughs> They're covering the deep underground military base. Guys, we have the possibility to do it. the funniest thing ever. <laughs> we got to do some misinformation. It actually, it, it uh, wouldn't be that hard. Honestly, it would be doable. <laughs> it's within our grasp to uh, <laughs> trick that guy into going to that island. <laughs> I have some research to do. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a. I don't know. Yeah, what, what are you guys? What What are your final thoughts on this this bizarre film? I compare it a lot, like. In politics, it has a lot in common with the movie Taken, where it like supposes that there is a secret group of non-white people who are collecting women, and we need to stop them. But did you just uh, call Eastern Europeans non-white? Yeah, yeah, yeah not <laughs> <laughs> Albanians are POC. Yeah. All right, say, that's some that's some good it. gatekeeping right there. <laughs> <laughs> and the um, the. This movie has like a political commonality with it, but it's a lot more like extraction, which is this sort of like overblown pseudo sort of like woke white savior movie that uh, uh, in which a, a man saves a little girl from her 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 torment but extraction is way better and it's not a very good movie so i would say just just watch extraction uh uh chris hemsworth is more handsome than jim caviezel uh and he saves the little girl a lot better than jim caviezel does 
Yeah, my my final read on this movie is uh, they took a real big swing. You see all the money up on the screen. Um, they really want to get eyes on this. They want to convert uh, people. They want to capture hearts and minds. And I think, you know, it is a success on its own terms, you know, partly because people can just throw money at the studio to be like, yeah, I want someone else to see it. But um, <laughs> they, I don't know that they've done a great job of like sucking newcomers into this ideology. Like, even though it is sort of positioned as this gateway for people to get more red pilled and radicalized and eventually like into QAnon shit. It's clearly attracting just people who believe it already, I have to say. Um, I don't know. Definitely what it seems like yeah, to me. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And I don't know that it's getting like a good percentage of folks to really kind of convert from that, from the sort of baseline curiosity to like, I am totally pilled now. If anything, it's just really good publicity for Tim. Um, so congrats to him. You pulled it off. You um, own the lips too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he got it Jim, all. Jim can can probably um, you know if Jim gets attached to like another couple of projects, he can probably make some uh, mediocre bank um, as as kind of like the star of this uh, alt Hollywood that is sort of taking shape. You know, Angel is Angel Studios is also crowdfunding like these big Bible epics and stuff that have collected a lot of money. So he'll probably be involved in that shit again. He'll probably. And I think he's going to play Jesus again. I think I think Passion of the Christ 2 is going to happen. <laughs> oh my god, is he going to get struck Too by lightning? I hope so. Christ. That'd be kind of funny. Time. Third time. <laughs> so that's where we're headed. Um, I want to say really quickly, because I live in Philadelphia, um, none of the theaters in Philly are playing this movie, um, except for the one at the mall, which is... Well, that's like a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Basically not in Philly. But I will say this. Like every showing tomorrow is sold out. I was trying to get one of their free tickets, but like they had a $2 million goal for the promo for this movie and it currently has 3.8 million. God damn. But all the tickets are sold out. Do we think people are already trolling them and just buying up all the tickets? I'm going to say it's teens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just simply, oh, the 10.30 p.m. show is not sold out in marple pennsylvania well that's past bedtime so <laughs> yeah that i don't know i don't know if it is trolling i, I don't know if the teens are, are i will tell like, you in my in my this. area they are all sold out for tomorrow i don't know it's i mean it sounds like from miles and caleb's showing there was pretty decent crowds at question I so I, I are they sold yes. out on the angels site or are you going that's what i'm looking the, at that's yeah. i'm not going to the yeah they you get them get them from the theater i bet there's still plenty okay so it's probably just people <laughs> snatching up the free tickets which is yep. still funny yes it you is. should do that because like that's fake yeah, call right? to that's action. like totally what's the, fake what's the website let's get let's it's get some angel. tickets to our com. listeners it's so easy it's angel.com <laughs> so <laughs> any kabuki cells out there you want to get a free ticket there you go yeah amazing we're doing we're doing the the lord's work with this number one movie on the fourth of july uh, <laughs> that's a sign that God. that means a lot that that's a very important metric <laughs> uh 
Okay. Oh, all God. right. Prince. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we all viewed that together yeah. and experienced that. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad we did it too. Why would I'm I not finally be glad awake that we did that? <laughs> <laughs> Our next episode is going to be very red pilled. <laughs> all right, friends. Well, uh, Miles, where can the good people find you? Uh, my third Twitter account is at you wouldn't post um as in those old uh you wouldn't download a movie or you wouldn't download a car commercials um and my byline on rolling stone is just miles clee um other than that uh please leave me the fuck alone i have too many notifications (laughs) hell yeah hell yeah don't email this man his own address he already knows it. leave him alone <laughs> email it to us i really hope that there are a, a couple so we're we're getting close we're over an hour i would love it right now if somebody is pissed off enough at miles to follow him to this listen to this for an hour yeah go ahead mail it western kabuki dog let's hear it <laughs> you I, i'm on i'm on blue sky too just as miles that's where i'm that's where i'm trying to amass my clout along with june i think Mm. I think yeah. all of us. Yeah, I think that, Blue Sky is the flag. Is the is the place where we've planted our flag. Yeah, Threads is kind of boring. Zero, har- say, zero harassment on Blue no Sky. Good. At least so far. Yeah, you can't even post about doing drugs in in restaurant bathrooms on Threads. That gets removed. <laughs> you can't. Horrible. You can't post whole, but you can on Blue Sky. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of reasons to not uh, do it. It's the Zuck. You can't trust Don't, him. Uh, you can trust him to beat the holy shit out of Elon Musk if that ever happens. <laughs> but God, I uh, hope so. It's never going to yeah. happen. Especially now that he filed. You can't file a lawsuit against someone and be like, oh, yeah, also, I want to fight you in a cage. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. <laughs> That's, <laughs> I, I, sadly, I think you're 100% on the money. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's but over. I would like if Elon posts Hog as a way to like try to flex on Elon <laughs> <laughs> that's more likely than the fight at this point yeah <laughs> all right Until well thank then. you so much for uh listening to western kabuki um and i hope that we all enjoy uh the next the sequel to this in which tim ballard uh, uh, uh frees the mole children from the dumbs uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh two sound two freedom two sound two freedom <laughs> uh we love you good night <laughs>